Katie Willie. And this is To Be Read. The podcast where we talk about books and the drinks that go with them. Mm. You said drinks this time, and I just, like, you always say cocktails, so. <laughs> well, it's the cocktail. There's two of them. Drinks. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just funny. It just kind of threw me off for a second, threw me for a loop a little bit. Well, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> I do, I will say, I am, like, we're gonna see how this goes tonight because my brain is like mush pile my work day was terrible um but i like did i I actually first of all i'm having a hard time with words like all week long yeah second of all i went to look at the weather today after Jess was talking about june farms on friday and i went to go look at it and i got like soul inside depressed about the fact that it said for albany that the temperatures were like 60 62 65 61 and 59 i was like what in the what are you talking about and i was like am i actually looking at albany and i was but those were the lows oh my god i it's like i never looked at my weather app ever in my life yeah. and I just felt like an idiot and I was like I, I can't right oh now. we all have those brain fart moments oh, and like you know stupid I know I know I, f- I feel like that sometimes too but um I don't know work for me has been very busy so it's just keeping me on my toes constantly Same. it's um, like insane I don't know what it is maybe it's know. like everybody's on vacation so they're coming back I don't well or it's would, like I typically I would think that summer would be much quieter slower and quieter but like this year has just been off the rails for for me and my office specifically our office like is crazy um but i guess that's not a are you guys still playing catch up from like covid and being not really i mean it's like you know i mean we worked all through covid certainly there are like more cases probably coming through now and stuff but um not covid cases i mean lawsuits (laughs) um but but yeah so i mean I, i suppose that could be part of it it just it's kind of crazy. It's kind of crazy. Um, not that, that that matters. Like, I like that the days go, it makes the days go oh, quicker. Um, I don't want to be bored at work instead. So, you know, whatever. Job security. So. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So what's going on, Katie? Otherwise. Um, not much. Yeah. Not much, not much. We read, I actually finished Forever Bridge. The yeah. Book Club oh, book. yeah. The book club book. Um, and I liked it more than I thought I would, which yeah. was good. Um, and then the I, I meant to flag it and write it down, and I actually did not put the Forever Bridge book away on my bookshelf for a really long time, intentionally, so I could write it down. And then I finally just cleaned the counter the other day and put it away. And then driving here, I was like, son of a bitch, I didn't do what I wanted to do. There was definitely a reference to Alice in Wonderland near the end of Forever Bridge. And I was meant that? to, yes. Oh and I, I don't I was, even know that I realized I, that. I don't remember. I meant to write it down. It's why I didn't put the book away. I didn't put the book away. And then yeah. I finally put the book away and I was on my and way here. Got, I was like, Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. That's really funny. I mean, I think no matter what we do, we're going to see that so often because it's one of those literary giant <laughs> I know. books. I you know, know, and I love so, it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like pretty much. We got to do a count. Like, we got to just keep yeah. track of every time we, we find like us. put, like, an A on top of our notes. Yeah, exactly. Um, How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm looking forward to the weekend. We're doing uh, the Renaissance Festival this weekend. I'm so excited. Where is that? It's in Sterling, New York. So it's out past, like, 
it's like a it's like by Utica, 40 right? minutes. Well, it's past like Syracuse. Okay. So it's further. Like from here, it's probably about a third, a three hour drive. Okay. Um, but I've got, we've got to stop and pick up my sister and my mom too. So, um, we're going to make a whole big day out of just, it. You're going just for one day? Just for the day. Three hours and back three in one day? Three hours and back Blech. in one day. Yeah. That's, that's all John, unfortunately. He's going to have to drive. He's not super happy about it, but. Um, I don't know. I, like as much as I like going places and staying, I also really like being home on Sunday, especially. Yeah. Um, I like to get shit done, and then Sunday is like my favorite day drinking day. So <laughs> you had me at day exactly drinking, right. So, yeah, so yeah, it just I don't know. It just it feels nice, and and of course I love to sit down like either outside or inside with a with a book on Sunday. So that's my plan for that. But nice. other than that, have you read anything else other than this one? I don't think that I have. I think I've been kind of, I started like, I, I was, I'm still reading Saga. So, yeah. um, I just got the last two published, um, compendi- I guess they're kind of compendiums. They're a little bit smaller than a, like a big volume or whatever, but I got the last two of that. So, um, I'm going to start, I'm probably going to finish those this weekend and I'm looking forward to that. But other than that, I, I, I got our next book, haven't started it yet. And I did start, remember way back I had asked you, what do you think of this book? And it's it's called Nutshell. And I think it's like Ian McEwen or something. It sounds like something I vaguely remember, but usually we're sitting in here with a cocktail. Right. Or right, a drink. Right. And- <laughs> or a drink. Yes. Um, and I don't remember that. Well, it's about like, uh, it's about the narrator is a fetus in its mom's womb. Oh, boy. And like, basically it's, I haven't, like, I haven't finished it or anything. I'm like, I don't know, like a quarter of the way through. Is it recent? It, I think it's pretty recent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember exactly when it is, but, um, basically it's a retelling of Hamlet with the baby being Hamlet and like it, cause it's, it's taking in everything that its mom, like it can hear all of the things okay. that's going on it with his mom and everything like that. And you come to find out that like the mom is having an affair with the fetus's father's brother. So it's like, so that's okay. why, you know, the, yeah, where the yeah, Hamlet yeah, yeah. stuff comes in. I mean, I'd and... love to say, yeah, they know the whole story of Hamlet. I don't. <laughs> I just know that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's just, that's basically it. Yeah. Like, yeah, the mom is sleeping with the brother or the, mm-hmm. the uncle basically. Um, so it's, it's weird. It's super weird. And I'm not sure if I'm as into it as I'd want to be. So I'm not, I'm not even honestly not even sure that I'll, I will end up finishing it, but we'll see. It's okay. really short. It's, it seems to be pretty short. So maybe I'll just power through it and see. And it might be like pleasantly surprised by yes. how amazing it is, you, you know? Might. So you very well might. So yeah. So that's it with me. Um, why don't we just jump into our prologue? Let's go. Sounds good. Prologue. <laughs> The um, okay, Katie, so this uh, this episode, this week, uh, we read a book called The Devil Long Caged, and this book is actually by a local author, self-published author, um, and he's a friend of a friend of ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Anthony J. Murray. He published this book on April 8th, 2022, so very recently. Um, and Anthony, um, I guess Tony is, yep. we can yep. call him Tony. Um, well, I he, say yes. Like I've actually I talked know, to him. Right? I've like, only we... messaged him. Yes, so I'm just going right. to go with, yep. Right. Because that's what his name is on Twitter. So. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's right. You're absolutely right. It's, it does say Tony Murray. Okay. Um, and he has been listening to the podcast and he has um, 
uh, like spoken with us online. Basically, he like interacts with our posts. We appreciate that because, you know, not many other people do. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so we need that, people. Um, and other than that, um, we actually have uh, we're going to have Tony on with us in a little bit. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah. I'm going to have Katie do our reader rundown and then she'll talk about our cocktail. Right. Yeah. So this says a serial killer stalks the city of Albany. His depraved methods are unlike any the police had experienced. Detective Reina Savannah Rodriguez Santiago, which I don't think I realized that she had that many names, <laughs> is intent on catching him. Each day she endeavors to draw steadily nearer to the truth. Yet solving this case will require giving more of herself than originally expected. The bodies pile up and the killer leaves behind clues. Yet the savvy detective is without a lead. With each case, the anonymous predator draws Reina in. He plays a one-sided game, preying on innocent citizens. Reina's plight to unmask the killer's identity may lead her to suffer down a dark path. To solve the case, Reina may be called upon to discover what it was that severed within him the provinces of good and evil, lest she advance infallibly in a rueful direction. Wow, that's wordy. It is. That was wordy. But I, like, I really don't think I realize... I, I'm going to guess that he only uses her full, full name maybe right at the beginning of the book. And on the back, because I don't... Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just... It's either Detective Santiago or Reina. Or Reina, or yeah. Queen. Queen. Or Queen, yes. Which her, I her. like that a lot. So we're drinking a cocktail. We sure are. We always do. And we get to thank Tony for this. Tony, thank you for the recipe. Um, it is the killer cocktail. We did ask him. We asked him for... We asked him for a suggestion. And yes. this is... I came right up. I'm going to guess that he was ready for that question. <laughs> um, it is... Gin, amaretto, um, and then there is an Italian red bitter liqueur, which I think is aperitivo is yeah, what it's called. Yeah, I think so. And um, then it was supposed to be passion fruit syrup, and as we do, we didn't have passion, fruits, passion fruit syrup, so we used our passion fruit alizé from a few episodes back. Yes, we did. Um, and was that four? One, two, Did three, you forget the lime juice? We put lime juice instead lime of lemon juice. juice instead yeah. of lemon juice because... Yes. Because we don't have lemon juice. <laughs> you, have, you have some. I had very little, but um, let's give this a taste. Yes. Let's see. What, let's Cheers. see. I mean, it looks a little, uh, I don't know. I don't Hillary. Is that rain? It's definitely rain. Yeah, it is pouring right now. Mm. It's interesting. <laughs> we like stared at each other for a good couple it's, of seconds. That was right definitely there. like, it's in your mouth and then you have to like wait for the flavors to hit you. Yeah. It's it, definitely got a bitter. So I do appreciate the fact that the one person on the comment on the recipe said that they should add more of something else. Yeah. Um, they, oh, the passion fruit. They added more passion fruit to balance yeah, the bitter. Yeah. That's good, though. I like it. Yeah. I actually like it. I, if you had told me that gin, amaretto, and passion fruit, whatever the fuck, oh, the red bitter would all go together, I yeah. would have said, you're weird. But I am enjoy. I like it. I like it. That. I don't uh -huh. need it. Gonna drink it. All mm -hmm. right. Cool. Mm. All right. So you want to take a pause and we'll jump into our interview with Tony Murray. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. And that'll be like our story. Uh, yeah. Story. So we are back from our little break. Uh, we had a couple more sips of cocktail, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we have uh, the author of The Devil on Cage, Tony Murray, with us now. Um, Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. Hi, girls. How's it going today? It's, it's going well. We're happy to be talking to you. Um, we obviously were speaking to you for a little a few minutes beforehand, but... Um, uh, you're not our first interview on the podcast, but you are our first author interview on the podcast. So we're kind of excited and a little nervous. Too. Yeah, I, I like I was super nervous the first bunch of these that we did. And then I've gotten into like a groove. And then I just said to Sarah, I'm like, I this is the most nervous I've been in a really long time. Right, right. 
Um, so Tony, you're local to Albany. Can you just tell us a little about yourself? Okay, so um, like you said, my name's Tony Murray. I'm born and raised in Troy. I have lived there 90% of my life. I lived in Coahoma for like two years. I, and then I moved back to Troy. And I've lived here ever since. And um, I graduated from Troy High, uh, class of 95. I went to SUNY Albany. I went to Empire State for my graduate work. Uh, Empire State College in Saratoga, that is. And um, right now, I am a coach for the varsity football team at Waterbury High School. That's awesome. My full-time job is a contract specialist, well, supervisory contract specialist at uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs in Albany. Is that, so, is, sorry, is that state or is that federal? That's federal. Okay. Wow. Nice. So you're a busy dude then. Uh, I'm just going to like straight out ask you, like, I know you've written how many, you've written three books? self-published three books okay how do you find the time to do that <laughs> that's the question that everybody asked me when i published the first one my boss was like wait when did you have time to do something other than work like, right like, i just do it in my free time you know i i don't sleep a lot so there have been nights where i've been up to like one two o'clock just writing sitting on my laptop so you know i'll, I'll write on my weekends i'll write you know at night right whenever the time allows i actually so i follow um i follow this guy i don't know if you know him he's uh, you wouldn't know him personally but know of him uh shea serrano have you ever heard of shea serrano no i haven't so he's like a he's like an author and he writes these uh he writes these books um they're like they're kind of like collections of essays and he's always tweeting at about three in the morning and he and his tweets at three in the morning are prime writing hours every time i see it i'm like how does this guy do it like i just can't understand i need a lot of sleep no i like sleep a lot i i I need like seven (laughs) at least seven usually i would like to have eight hours of sleep myself so um maybe that's why i've never written a book so (laughs) i'm I'm closer to like nine hours of sleep wow yeah that's a lot of sleep katie honestly um i think that's a little too much sleep personally (laughs) um so tony what i was most curious about the devil on caged is about a serial killer and that serial killer is copying methods of other famous murders um so i i was curious as me and katie are true crime fans are you a true crime fan and where did your inspiration from this or for this come from you know i really am a true crime fan uh, as a kid you know, I, I i was a lot of like comic book stuff and like like fantasy stuff but as i got older i got really into james patterson for a while mm-hmm. i think i read like seven of his books in a row at one point over the course of like three or four months the alex cross books i, I love those yep. books <laughs> And some of the other ones, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then one of my favorite authors is The Child. He wrote the Jack Reacher character. Yep. So all those storylines. Um, huge fan of Michael Connolly, you know, The Lincoln Lawyer, you know, Mickey Hollard stuff, um, Harry Bosch novels. I love that stuff. Dark Power, The Black Box. Like, those are the things that I like to read. Um, but that's not to say that I won't read something else in another genre if someone recommends it. I, you know, My bookshelf is stacked with books that I haven't read that are just all over the map. Right. Um, and, and you asked about my inspiration. Honestly, my inspiration kind of comes from my environment. So, like, things around me, like, if I'm walking somewhere and I see something or if I hear somebody say something, and it, like, it'll spark, like, a thought. And then it just kind of goes from there. Um, the, for this book, I I was in a phase a few years ago where I was listening to audiobooks to go to sleep. Like, I would just put them on, put my ear, earbuds in and go to sleep, and that was, like, my thing. And I was listening to the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh. And so that is, like, a yeah. huge... Yeah. yeah okay. 
you know? And so the narrator was just annoying me. Like, I just couldn't do his, his voice. I couldn't fall asleep. <laughs> so now I needed to do the book justice. So I went to my attic. I dusted off my hardcover and, you know, brought it down. And I read it the next day just to kind of get that peace of mind. Like, okay, that's how it's supposed to be. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I've never read that one. I know. No, I mean, I know the premise, but I don't. Yeah. I, and obviously, it correlates to your book a lot. Um, but I didn't. I, I never actually read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the title. The title is a line from that book. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. That I think you do kind of say that in the book, if I can recall. But and then there's a, another quote, uh, something about the morality of curiosity. Is that where that comes from? That comes from too. Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. Mortality of curiosity. I'm sorry. I probably botched that book. Um. My question, my uh, like, just piggybacking off of that question, um, those specific murders, why did you pick those specific murders to have your serial killer copy? Um, so a couple of them, there were reasons just because, like, I always was, I always thought that the uh, mystique around the book, The Catcher in the Rye, you know, like with um, Hinckley and uh, what's the name who killed uh, uh, John Lennon, how they're fate. Chapman? Yeah, yeah. that Chapman? That's all right. <laughs> I just read it. Mark David Chapman. So they, like, them and, like, a few other people, like, are surrounding, like, odd murders or, like, situations had that book, The Catcher in the Rye, and Catcher in the Rye was one of my favorite books. So I kind of gravitated towards some of those. Um, the, the Jack the Ripper stuff and the Black Dahlia, that always kind of intrigued me. I read mm-hmm. a lot on that stuff before even thinking to write this book. So that was kind of, like, my um, inspiration. And afterwards, I was just trying to find some really creepy things that fit interesting interesting i like that answer i had never heard of the guy from russia that's like the main final final guy yeah yeah the rostov ripper he was he was the psycho he used to like eat the body parts yeah i was trying i had a hard time with that well while (laughs) reading it i was like and i kept going back to katie and i listened to a lot of true crime podcasts and I kept trying to be like, oh, have I heard, heard a podcast on this one? And like, I don't that think one, either I was, one of them have. Yeah. Like our two main true crime podcasts have not done them. And yeah. I'm like, hey, at guys. some point, I'm I'm sure that they probably will. Yeah. But um, so okay. Uh, my next question. Um, and Katie, obviously, you jump in with any questions. Yeah, no, that you have you're to. good. I'm then I'll. <laughs> um, why did you decide to make your main character a female detective? I mean, typically men write more about men, so I was just curious why you decided to pick um, a female character instead. Um, well, because I think inclusion is important, first of all. Uh, True that. And, uh, good answer. Also, I, like, I like to have dynamic characters. Uh, and like you said, Alex Cross, you know, uh, Jack Reacher, these guys, these people were, were familiar of a true crime novel. Those are men. So I'm thinking, no one's done that yet. Let me try to get my hand at that and bring, you know, you know, obviously she's a person of color and she, you know, she's a woman. So I wanted to give that element to this genre to say, look, don't pigeonhole things. Don't make things one lane. Everybody has a space in the lane. I love that. I, I like love that, that answer. answer. Very good. Yeah. And obviously, you know, me and Katie are very much into those um, social, you know, those social uh, things. I don't know why yeah. I can't talk right yeah. into yeah. inclusion, inclusion stuff, but yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, let's just move on to the next question. Um, so this is, I'm just going to kind of read this and you can answer it as you want. Um, what is your writing process like? Uh, do you have an editor or do you self-edit? Do you allow anyone to read your stories as you go, uh, like chapter wise, or do you just wait until you're you're done reading or writing the book and or what? 
Um, so my process is a little bit dynamic in that, in terms of those things you just asked. Uh, I don't have an editor. My first book, I did ask someone to edit for me, and it took a long time. Mm -hmm. And I just I grew impatient, so I did it myself. Gotcha. And I actually spoke to a guy who was like a specialist in it, and he gave me a lot of tools to do it. And I think that I added that that tool to my skill set. I will say that I go back and read my books and find that there's still like things that the edit software doesn't catch absolutely so yeah back and edit the the manuscript and then resubmit so like some people have copies of the book with typos some people don't but um my process i really will you know if i have something like for this book i had that you know dr jack and mr hyde so i didn't want to go with oh this guy creates a serum because it would be very like too much on the nose for me so i was like how can i create this storyline and have a similar aspect and so I started investigating, like, the duality of man and, um, like, bipolar people and, like, two sides of one coin. And then I got to, oh, look at the Gemini twins, Remus and Romulus. You know, so I really do a lot of research up front about a topic. And I probably have, like, 90% of the research that I do I never end up using. But I just am such a researcher. I will go deep, deep, deep. And then once I get into the writing process, I'll sit down with my laptop. I'll fill up my Yeti uh, tumbler with, um, with you know, usually it's whiskey. If, hmm. if I don't have it, it'll be, like, it, it's like whiskey on ice. Like, and I have this um, Death Star ice mold, and it's, like, up the big round ball. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you know, so, it, and I use that, and literally that's my process. I sit there, and I drink, and I, and I kind of zone out, and I'll write for as long as I can possibly write. And then once I get stuck somewhere... I'll go do some more research or I'll put it down for a little bit. Or if I'm really, really stuck, I'll ask someone to like read, uh, you know, kind of beta read my, my work thus far. And then that kind of gives me the, oh, someone read it. Now I have to move forward. Interesting. All right. So based on your answer right there, I think you kind of answered one of the questions that I have. So in the middle of your chapters, you have like breaks in the chapter and you use a symbol and I was wondering if there was a significance to the symbol and as I know it, I did read the book and you mentioned Remus and Romulus as the Gemini twins is that the intention of that symbol in the page breaks yeah. in the chapter yes, breaks that's what yeah. I like, I didn't obviously realize are you are you, a Gemini, are, are you a Gemini no I'm not um my mother was so my husband my husband is a Gemini well now I need to know what you are what's your birthday Oh, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I was like, me, not me. Oh, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Um, okay, well, that's pretty interesting. I mean, I could certainly tell reading the book that there you definitely researched a lot of things and that like you obviously couldn't go into fully because then you'd have like a 700 page manuscript yeah. on your hands. You know what I mean? But some of that stuff was very interesting to me. Yeah. Like, oh, I want to read more about this or learn more about mm -hmm. this, which is, is pretty cool. Um, okay. Thank you for that. My next question, um, we we already mentioned that you have published a couple of books before this one, um, and one in particular is the, I guess for lack of a better term, I'm going to call it origin story of one of my favorite characters who had a small bit part in this book, um, Trick. Uh, what made you decide to use him again and make him a sort of recurring character? Was he just a character that you really appreciated in the book that you wrote previously? Um, and does he reflect somebody that you know in real life? Right. Uh, first, before I answer, can I ask what made that character your favorite character in the book? I, 
I think I just kind of gravitate towards smart, broody kind of like um kind of guys who who I, I it's I always love when character like the main character in a book goes to somebody else to try to figure something out and side I, piece of yes, help <laughs> and i typically really end up liking that character because i'm like damn this person is really smart and i want to know i want to see and hear more, more from them basically um and i don't know i don't know why he resonated me, with me so much because he was barely in it but i really i really enjoyed his character i and i'm actually i would i really would like to read the other book yeah, I don't know if you read the first book or not, um, but in that book, you know, that is his origin story, as you put it, and he, it basically tells, like, how he gets to where he is now. Okay. Well, not, so, not as far as he is now, but you kind of get the backstory where um, Mike is telling them how they call him the librarian because he read all the books in the library, and once you, like, see the... If you read that book, you'll, you'll see, okay, maybe that's possible. But so... The reason why I brought him in is because I always meant him to be a recurring character. Like, he was going to be, like, my Alex Cross. Gotcha. But not in the, not in the main role all the time. Like, I actually have an idea for another book where I want to partner him up, where him and Raina um, take on, like, a, a case together at some point in, in, a, in a more expansive role. Interesting. I like I it. kind of like that a lot. Like, I, I think... Just just by seeing that little glimpse of him, he would probably make a pretty great detective, honestly, and or whatever. But I I did not read the origin or story for Trick. Even too. Yeah, but um I think it's something I'm definitely gonna check out because I wanna see I wanna learn more about him. He was definitely the one character who was like, I want to know more about Trick. He was that character for me. So <laughs> um so that's cool. I I, I like that. Um, and my last question, um, are you still writing? Do you have any other crime thrillers coming up? And you obviously just said that you have an idea for Raina and, and Trick. So, um, are you writing currently? Are you researching or what's going on? I am writing currently. Uh, I have a couple of things that I'm juggling, which I probably shouldn't do because I'm very bad at multitasking. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, right now I have uh, a poetry book that I'm trying to put together. I have everything. I just can't put it in the order that I that make that looks good to me. It makes the most sense to me. So that's a side project. Um, I'm currently working on a uh, science fiction uh, novel me. about alien species that come to Earth. And I'm planning on making that either a two or three part series, depending on how things pan out. Um, and actually the title to that one just came to me last night. I was laying in bed and I started like brainstorming things, like letting it run through my head. And I was like, oh, this could be the title. And so I'm going to call that book Cold Blue World because, you know, and there, there are reasons why, you know, once I get it complete, you guys can read it. Yeah. Understand. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, and, and, I want to know why you call, you're going to call it that. <laughs> right. So, so then the other project that I have going on is a nonfiction book, and it's called I See Color. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be like my presentation on racial disparity and injustices in the U.S., written through both of like a historical lens and through a personal experience lens you know it'll have, i'm going to have it highlight like different colors like skin color black white brown okay. uh, the color orange for prison jumpsuits you know and how the prison industrial complex affects different um, peoples and law enforcement blue um, bloodshed red green for money you know and how all of these elements affect the treatment of marginalized people in the u.s 
That sounds... That sounds really good. That sounds amazing, actually. Yeah. Um, My little tidbit of information for that, for working at Docs, is that uh, state inmates wear green. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I actually do know that. Uh, I've got quite a few friends that have been there, but... And like yeah, typically yeah. typically no, when I you're watching a watching a movie or a TV yeah. show, you're gonna see them in orange for sure. Yeah. But um that was that was all my questions, Tony. I don't wanna keep you. I know you have something going on tonight. And um I Katie, do you have any more questions or Um I don't have any more questions. First of all, I wanna say that I also have a math degree and I <laughs> love the fact that I got to the end of the book and it said that you had a math degree and I was like, Oh yes. <laughs> Um, I actually, no, I do have another question. So, um, one of the victims, and I can't remember specifically which victim it was, but the, the, um, the murder was the one, the Black Dahlia murder where you have it in an abandoned, you have an, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you have it in, um, like a desolate parking lot off of green street and I've lived here my entire life. So I, I reading you dropping all these places in Albany, first of all, uh, WT's elbow room and cafe Madison. I was like, he's in my college life. Like that's where I was. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny. I did. Did I ever tell you I did a bikini contest at elbow room? Oh, Jesus Christ. Cause I did yeah. <laughs> not legal enough to drink there, but I did a bikini contest anyways. That's funny. Um, so the green street parking lot, do you have a specific parking lot? off of green street that you were trying to or that you were imaging yeah i i do like i used to like you um you know i partied a lot in albany and um when i was going out i would go to like doc mccutcheon's doc mccutcheon's oh my god we would park behind there like along like along that road that runs straight into um the 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 terminal the bus terminal okay and so, like, we would park over there, and I knew that there were a few little parking lots, and, like, some of them, like, and I don't know if any of them have just gravel, but I wanted to add that gravel element just to, like, make him, like, you know, upset in, in the element because he, had, he chose poorly, like, and I wanted to give, like, that character flaw within him. Okay. So, I, my, my husband, uh, when, before we were married, way before we were married, he lived um, in the last house on Madison. So his parking lot for his his house was right off of Green Street. Like you get to the bottom of Madison, you take a right on Green Street, and then it's like right there is his parking lot. And as soon as you said like, I was following in my mind, which I had, I, I did that a lot. My mind wandered while I was reading this as you're dropping these places. And I'm like, oh, going down this street. Yeah, I've, I've de- yeah, definitely been yeah. on that road and gone that way. And yeah, that building's right there. Yeah, it's um, really easy to do that when you're dro- reading yes, something yes, that especially is local like, to you. Yeah, yeah. WTs. Like, mm-hmm. Ugh, mm-hmm. it was so many times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was, I really, I, I kind of really wanted your answer to be like, it's the one behind the last house on Madison. <laughs> but it wasn't, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. When you mentioned WTs, a friend of mine is, best friends with the owner and so when she got to that part she she said to her she's like oh my god my friend wrote this book and he has the has you get killed oh my yeah. god oh my god she was, so, she was so happy about it that she ordered my book oh, uh, there you so go funny that works yeah that's the really funny that's really funny i'd love to be killed off in a book sometimes so if you want to yes. if you want to add me and katie into your next book or something. we can be like the smart like asshole friends of somebody <laughs> or something i don't know i don't know yeah the drunk girls um, yeah, the ones who always have cocktails in their hands. Drunk girls in the closet. Um, Tony, <laughs> we really appreciate you talking, taking the time out and talking to us. This was a lot of fun. I 
Um, really looking forward to reading that origin st- story about Trick and looking forward to your other works and yeah. um, maybe coming on again sometime. Yeah. yeah. Let's go get a beer someplace. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We would love to maybe meet you with George sometime and, and go out and have a beer or something yeah. and chat and chat. Chat books and shit. So (laughs) thank you so much, Tony. Um, We'll let you go and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening. Yep, you too. Bye, Tony. Thank you. Bye. That was a good conversation. All right. So we're back without Tony. Without Tony. Um, That was a lovely conversation. I really enjoyed talking to him. I do. I want to meet him. Yeah, I I like, I think, yeah. Yeah, we need to we need to get a beer with him for sure. Um, I would also like to say that you read the questions and I was sitting here drinking, so my cocktail's almost gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm drinking really, while he was answering. Really warm. Yeah, but it's a little warm. That's in okay. Here, yeah. Yeah. This dress is thick mm. for being a sleeveless. It's thick. I have a lot. I have a few of those too, which I I like. But I was going for my walk today, and I was definitely just like floofing yeah. myself while yeah. I was walking. It was nice. Anyways, so I have a couple things that um, I do want to say about the book that I, not anything that I didn't want to tell him, but he did have some place to go. So I wanted to just share random thoughts that I had with you. Yeah. Um, So when he first introduced the character Mike Apple, I almost dropped the book because when I worked at Applebee's, all of my contacts... Um, where's their name and then Apple because that's that's the way I work like my phone like so everybody in our neighborhood is something neighborhood so I have Jessica neighborhood I have Jane neighborhood I have Jen neighborhood um, you have your own lesbian lover name. My name is Lesbian Lover and your phone is is been for over 10 years I assume at this point yeah um However, all of my Applebee's people were something Apple. So I have a Mike Apple and I absolutely fucking adored this guy. That's and he so was funny. one of the cooks and he made the best food and he was the uh, least angry cook. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, he moved to like, I don't know, North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, someplace. And I missed his food for a really long time. And I still do. And every time I see something on Facebook about him, I'm like, oh, that's funny. Mike food. Yeah. Um. And then one of the other things I wanted to say is that on page 50, he mentions, and let me actually just get it so I can quote it because I haven't quoted anything yet. Uh-huh. And you're, you're usually our quote person. I know. It's me who reads like full-on chapters. <laughs> the one standout from the recommended books was a Ray Bradbury novel, Something Wicked This Way Comes. This was the story of two teenage boys' experience at Cougar and Dark's Pandemonium Shadow Show when it stopped in their hometown in Greentown, Illinois. There was something sinister about the traveling carnival as it ruined every life it touched. The librarian recommended the Bradbury novel because of the mirror maze and its dark nature. I read that part and I immediately went to Goodreads and added that book Yeah, because I the only Ray Bradbury book I've ever read is the Fahrenheit Fahrenheit Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit, <laughs> Fahrenheit 451 that I picked which was good up. we liked yeah. that yeah um, and it triggered in my mind the fact that um, I had seen the movie Us the Jordan Peele movie I was and literally I, just thinking this movie today I yeah so it like it's essentially the mirror image of the people yeah. comes out through the mirror's funhouse maze in the carnival that yeah. travels to the town. So I kind of want to read that book just to see how it is all tied together. And two books from now, we're reading Hyde by Kirsten White, which mm-hmm. I believe takes place in an abandoned either amusement park or like a carnival yes. or something like yeah. that. And it's another horror book. Yeah. So I'm hoping they all tie together in some really cool. cool way. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Can I just say, um, I was randomly thinking about, not really randomly thinking about the movie Us 
recently because I, I listened to a podcast with Jordan Peele on it. And um, I, I, that movie didn't get as, as like as much critical acclaim as Get Out did, but I love the movie Us. It fucking freaks the, the shit out of me. It's so fucking and, weird. Yeah. And like, and one day I remember like right after I had seen the, I don't know if you remember this, but when they put out the trailer, it had like a slowed down version of um, I Got Five on it. Like the rap song, I Got Five on it. I don't remember the trailer, but I know what song you're talking yes. about. And it was kind of like slowed down a little bit and it's creepy as fuck when, when they do it. And one morning, I, it's like, you know, 5.30 in the morning and I go out for my run and it's a little dark still. And I Got Five on it comes on my podcast, or not on my podcast, on, on your, my, yeah, on my yeah, head, yeah. headphones. And I, I started, I was like, I don't think I can run because I'm scared <laughs> that my tethered is here somewhere. It's coming. <laughs> yes. She so, is right there. Yeah, I don't want my tether to catch me. Thank you. But um, and that's that's just, you know, whatever, devolving yeah. a little bit. But No, but yeah. it's still. Yeah. That's what we do. You you brought up us, so I, I had did. to. Yeah. <laughs> um, I kind of like and hate both at the same time the fact that I think we got a glimpse that it was going to be Charlie fairly early in. Correct. Yes. Um, so I think it was, I, I wrote down page 96 is when I was like, this is going to be it. This I think mine was, be the guy. I want to say mine was page 85 and, and, and I texted you and I said, I think I already know who the, the killer is. And then I texted you again and, and you I was like, it's going to be this twisted as fuck or something like that. Well, I said, maybe it's not going to be the killer because it's kind of heavy handed. Yes. So that's like, if there is one criticism about that, it's like, it was just, I, it was known a little bit too early what that was however but you didn't know why you didn't and you also didn't know or realize that he was um dissociating yes you know what i yeah. mean so yeah, yeah, yeah. um so so Which that i did was... like the fact that that came about later and it wasn't just known right that Char- oh yeah that's charlie right. if he's not on his meds he's crazy right right i did like that i will say that i was angry with the police though like very angry with the police like the clues being left and like the the and like if if only Raina had just listened to her fucking voicemail earlier. Oh uh, yeah, she was real sloppy with listening was, to her voicemail. And I'm assuming that that is a real She's thing busy. that happens. She's I'm busy. guessing that that's a real thing that happens. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. You can't really get back to every single person that contacts you. Um, but you're also you're also looking for a serial killer that you think might be and you're connected hoping for to leaves. this guy and, and you're you hoping leaves. to leave. Yeah, and like. I just thought it was kind of crazy that she wasn't listening to these voicemails for days or weeks on end. Yeah. So I didn't like that very much. Um, as much as I uh, I liked Raina, um, I was a little annoyed by that specifically. Yeah. 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 I wanted her to have a work cell phone. Like, yeah. I felt like, I don't know, whatever. And just all, all of the cops at once just being like, how are you not fucking realizing that Charlie is the killer? Yeah, maybe it's not Charlie Charlie because he's a, it's he's in a dissociative state. But like, what the fuck, guys? Like, the writing's on the wall here. It's pretty simple <laughs> to figure out that, like, yeah. he, he is the one. So I don't know. But I, I don't know. <laughs> I, whatever i liked it i did very much like the fact that it was known but then also not exactly the why as it was known. yeah and that story played out well as to actually how he it goes really well with the title i do like the title and how that plays into the main character yeah. or well i don't know is he the main character rain is the main character but yeah the but killer I mean, how the killer is it and yeah. i at one point i thought that he was in jail 
and and I couldn't figure out how he was in jail and then got to become thinking it was Charlie how he was in jail and then was able to become um the coroner's physician yeah. and I was kind of like they let him do the autopsies of like murders but he was in jail and that just didn't seem plausible to me but okay. he wasn't actually in jail obviously he was jailed, he was jailed by his, his body mind. in yeah, his mind yeah with his drugs yeah so I did like that I love the fact that there's somebody who lives in Delmar, obviously. Yeah, of course. Of course. There's, that's really all I had to say about Nobody her. Nobody in Castleton, I, though. No, <laughs> or Avril Park. Skodak. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I love, I love, like, any time a book mentions, like, a local place. And I'm just like, yeah, yeah. I've been there. I know yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And obviously with this, it's it's heavy-handed for us because we live in this yes. in this city that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, I think what was funny to me, too, is there there was a part, like, early on where the lieutenant is like, the, the mayor has gotten wind of our situation here. And I'm like, there is a serial killer in fucking Albany. And Albany is, like, the smallest city, you know, like, so I would think that the mayor w- should have gotten involved a lot like so come on mayor she and she is freaking really like behind the times here what the hell are you doing um she's at 11 five yeah seriously (laughs) right yeah seriously but uh that that kind of that part was kind of funny to me no i i like i said i the the places i really liked that it was there and i can picture myself at some of them but then like i just I would literally be like walking down the street and then my mind would go to what have I done on that street? Like right. how many of the streets Absolutely. that he mentioned have Absolutely. I like peed on the street? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I've definitely done that. You mentioned with Tony, you were talking about WT's Washington Tavern yeah. and like one of the things that I, w- I think I made a, I made a, I made like a note in my book, um, was like, and it says something, somebody says, I'm never eating there again. And I'm like, does anybody ever eat at WT's? So I've actually had like retirement parties at WT's. Really? And, like, I mean, I thought like, was, people just I'm go talking there to get like, trash. I'm talking like, like seven, ten years ago, I've yeah. gone to retirement parties at WT's. So I have not been there if Tony's friend's friend that is the owner now that he killed off in the book. Yeah. Um, I have not had your food. However, it's been a long ass time since I've been to WT's. But the food wasn't good at that point in time because <laughs> it wasn't i mean i went for darts and drinks yeah well they did talk about how the fact that the cuckoo's nest is right across the which street, i've which never been to have you been to fucking it? delicious our the neighbors go there nest, all the time the cuckoo's nest is one of my favorites in in albany it's, I need to it's, go. they have national hot chicken and national hot chicken is one of my favorite things i need to go i love I it go. it's so good fucking love their chicken. they have one time i went and i had um chicken and fried chicken and waffles fucking divine so good <laughs> like i definitely recommend going there they have great cocktails it's a great little what do you do when we're done recording yeah right let's go over there <laughs> i didn't yeah. eat dinner yet. yeah um yeah no i definitely need to go there mm, and i've yeah. been told that I need a to thousand percent yes yeah, yeah. um so <laughs> one of the other notes that i wrote down is that i was pissed that the grandma was killed um and i wrote that down like i'm reading it and i got to the point in time and and the grandma was killed and Raina comes in and she's sobbing and everybody's kind of like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She had no face. So a small part of me that I don't always listen to was like, is it really her? But then it kept going and it, it was, it just seemed like it was her. It was yeah. her. Nobody was saying maybe it's not her. Maybe those weren't her clothes that she was wearing when you were here. And I, I just bought right into it. And then as soon as she said whatever she said to her, Abuelita or no, Nina or Nina, I don't know. I'm making up shit. <laughs> um, when she was not dead, I was like, God damn it. 
I really <laughs> bought into it and I was pissed that she had died. But yeah. then I was like, ugh. Yeah. So then, so, like, not too much farther in the book, um, Raina gets taken off the case because of her grandma's assault. And then um, I wrote down Agent Troy isn't the other PT agent, which I think is Prentice. No, Prentice, 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 Prentice Troy Prentice. is, and then Perry Thomas. Perry Thomas is the one is who the one is that died. murdered. Yes. Okay, so Prentice Troy wasn't taken off of the case, and I literally wrote down, Raina's off the case, but Agent Troy isn't, and then like and then immediately five sentences like, yeah, later, it yeah. says that he is, he and I was like, son of a bitch, I just need yes. to stop writing down you shit. Just stop writing down <laughs> stuff and just, and just wait until you're, you're through, but um, I, like, it's funny because when I was reading it, when I was reading it, um, when they first introduced Perry Thomas. Mine's gone. And yeah, I, I noticed that. I noticed that. Well, we're, we're almost done. <laughs> um, when I was, when I was reading it and, you know, Perry Thomas and Prentice Troy came in, the, t- the PTs, um, which I was drinking when I was reading first. Yeah. Like, when they were introduced and I was like, I'm never going to remember who's who. Yeah, I know. I know. It was really <laughs> difficult. I had to keep going back. But like in the beginning, when they're first introduced, it said that, you know, not everybody liked Prentice Troy, who was the younger of the two. Yes. Because he seemed like a little bit more cocky, self, you know, self-assured yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. and not as as soft-spoken as um, Perry Thomas or whatever. But it was but also then, like his first like murders. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and obviously they, they kind of like got a better rapport with each other and, um, Reyna went out with like him and, you know, whatever. And like, obviously this would not be a podcast with me and you if we didn't talk about two people hooking up. And I really I fucking know. wanted Reyna to hook up with Troy. For fucking real. And I hope that in, as, as, uh, Tony said that he's going to do another book with Reyna. Hook somebody maybe, up. Yeah. <laughs> hook her ass up with fucking Prentice Troy because, yes. I mean, come on. Let's, right let's there. fucking do it's it, right there. you know? <laughs> Nobody need needs it. to eat genitalia. However, <laughs> not in the literal eating of chewing. But anyways. Oh, God. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> but you could also... Never mind. Well, she can eat the genitalia, just yes, not... just not yeah. with teeth. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow, that took a turn. Anywho. Um, <laughs> so hard 90 on that. Um, I don't think I had any idea that there was a serial killer in Schenectady and be tining or tinning or whatever that was I killing know. babies. I had no fucking idea. Yes, and that was another one that I was like, did I have I heard about this before through a podcast no in idea. some way? And um, na- and I, it was one of those things that I kind of made a mental note of myself to check to check into and like yeah. look up or whatever because that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, that she was, and it even, wasn't even that long ago. It's not like it was in the '30s or yeah. last century two centuries ago right right yeah it was, pre- it was pretty recent compared to yeah. like a lot of stuff but um yeah that's kind of crazy mm-hmm. that's kind of crazy um i don't know i love i've always loved the i the thought of um or the idea that that sounded terrible i of don't love babies? no i don't i don't love <laughs> like, this idea this at all. It's, no it's it's about serial killers you know that they have that 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 stat that there's like there's so many, there's a certain number of serial killers active at any one given And you don't time. know, and yeah. you don't know, like, yeah. yeah, you have no idea. So that has always intrigued the shit out of me. Yeah. You know? Could be me. God, it could be. How the fuck would I know? I know. It could be you. I mean, I think it could be. It is. <laughs> <laughs> that was creepy as fuck. 
<laughs> um, no, it's just something that's always I'm closer me. to the door. Bye. No. Yeah. <laughs> see you later, Katie. Um, yeah. No, just something that's always <laughs> me and like and you know picked my curiosity basically. Mm. So. Um, at any rate, like I told, I told Tony this, like, um, obviously, uh, I just like, he seems very erudite, very smart. Like he's like very well read, very well spoken. I really enjoyed talking to him about this and, and I, anybody that can write a book, let alone three and have three more in the works. Yes. Freaking amazing. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I love reading. I don't think I could ever put thoughts into a specific order that would come together to be a coherent book. I, I, I mean, you hear me talking right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I was probably like sixth grade or seventh grade. And I was like, I could write a book. And I started and I think I have five lined um, like legal pad pages mm-hmm. of, and I might still have them somewhere. Really? Which would be for I would <gasps> love. I should totally bring that and read it, to read it someday. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. I am not gonna lie. I, I, I started. It. I had like, um, it's terrible. I it's somebody buried alive, and somebody can hear her from the surface. But oh, she's fucking buried alive. I love six that. feet under. But I like that idea. I like that idea. But how do you hear her? Yeah, six feet. Yeah, you would not hear no. her unless it, like back in the old time. And days that's when like they had the first thing. page. Like you the bell. They used to, yeah, the bell. they used yeah. to do the or bell like, or like the, the tube, tube that you could like scream yeah. into, and people so people <laughs> would hear you. Yeah, yeah. Help me! I'm buried. That's so fucking creepy. <laughs> what is wrong with us? I don't know, but I'm going to find it. I'm pretty sure I have it in my desk of old shit. That is amazing, honestly. No, yeah. I love it. I love everything about it. But then I realized I shouldn't write. I can't. I don't like writing. Like, I do not I just like, enjoy it. I like, I like taking the information in rather than... I like putting a pen on paper, but I don't like coming up with the words that are coming out of the pen, which I think is why I really like crossword puzzles, because I really like to see the ink yeah. and writing the letters, but that's because I figured out the word, and yeah. it just goes there, and, and it's there. Gotcha. And then it's pretty, because I don't have to scratch it out. Yeah. Usually. You're funny. That was weird. I don't know what, like... I don't know. I feel like I zoned out a little bit during that. <laughs> this is good. This is going to be a good one to post. What the fuck? Chris, hell? have fun. Oh, my God. Have fun yeah. producing yeah. this one. I, no, I definitely zoned out just looking at you. <laughs> Katie looks really pretty today, so I just zoned out. <laughs> it's my hot dress because it's hot. Um, so I have one more quote that I wanted to read, which I didn't ever hear it before, and I really kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, so right at the end, uh, page 293, which is um there's only 295 pages so it's literally the second to last page okay. or third to last if you do math better um oscar wilde said most people are other people their thoughts are someone else's opinions their lives a mimicry their passions a quotation i like that quote and too. i really like that because you definitely i know i do it where if i'm around somebody long enough i start to adopt their mannerisms and absolutely the way they talk 100%. and the way they all the things yep and like even females sync up cycles and stuff like that mm-hmm. would just it's all based on your surroundings as opposed to specific you yes agreed yeah yeah no i like that too and um it's funny you mentioned that because i'm literally on page 295 when i finished reading the book yesterday i was like wow that was a really cool way to end, to end this end book. book i love like i loved this line so um, so they're obviously talking about charlie and the fact that he had this other um this other 
for lack of a better term, I guess, entity inside of him or other personality, person, a personality, personality inside of yeah. him. Um, and it said, uh, so much carnage in the wake of a sing- singular man who was at odds with his own demons. A struggle between two personas. One, a man who just wanted to live his quiet life. The other half, a devil longing to escape his cage. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's a really cool, like, yeah. that's just a yeah, really yeah, yeah. cool way to put that. So, um, I actually, like, recently watched, um, I don't know much about, uh, dissociative identity disorder and i know that it's very like it's a very controversial thing and There's like still term in my cup. <laughs> you, you still keep <laughs> trying to drink it though yeah no i'm almost done um it's very like a it's a controversial thing even in the the like mental health mm-hmm. world and and field and whatever um and i actually just recently watched a a full-on tv show like uh, marvel does these ter- tv shows and one was moon knight and the moon knight is um has a personality disorder and he has several different personalities so when they're talking about how they didn't recognize his voice because it's a completely different totally person different. they totally like come up with these different personalities and they change their inflection and mannerisms and mm-hmm. everything like that it's kind of crazy to think about the only thing that i was curious about which wasn't really explained a little bit in the book most of the time when you're dealing with multiple personalities they don't um, know about the they other. don't know about the other yes yeah, so they don't charlie remember charlie didn't know richter at all yes richter was very aware of charlie yes and i don't know if that's something that would be the of course like how do how do we how would we know right but anything else i've ever seen neither of them know they both think that they're the person the only other thing i could think of um was primal fear did you ever see the movie primal fear it's a movie so no what katie this is such a good movie edward norton um, he plays a character who is accused of a crime and he is a very soft spoken guy or whatever. And, um, his, his attorney is, uh, Richard Gere. And, um, this, I think this is the first movie I ever saw Edward Norton in. And I was like, oh my God, that man is so fucking hot. He's so cute. So cute. American History X. Have you ever seen American History X? No, but I've seen Fight Club and he's also got two fucking personalities in that one. True, true. Yeah, he's done this before. So, um. But we don't talk about Fight Club. But, no, we do not talk about (laughs) Can't do that. Um. So, so you come to find out that he has a second personality and the, that personality is what is the, who committed the murder. However, what you find out is that I'm just going to spoil it for everybody. Sorry. The, here's a spoiler for Primal Fear, which is like a 30-year-old fucking movie. So, like, whatever. But you find out at the end of the movie that the real person is the bad guy and the the good guy is his other personality. Like, he made up the other personality. To is, cover. Yes, correct. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really great movie. Mm. Sorry that I just spoiled it for you, but you'll I know I you'll gave never my watch spoiler it. alert sound. So. Yeah, yeah, you did. And you're never gonna watch it anyway, so it doesn't matter. I might but, someday. Mm. Anyway, I think that's all I have to say. Like I think that's all I have to say. Like Tony covered a lot of things very, very well. Um, I don't really have much else to say about this. No, right? I think I'm good. I really enjoyed the fact that we did this. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. I love um I love that. Just reading like an like an amateur's he's an amateur he's author self published author it's a pretty cool thing like again not something I could see myself ever doing so like kudos to Tony yeah. it's amazing it's awesome um, I definitely think I'm gonna read that book about Trick just because I really want to see like what his yeah origin is and why yeah, yeah. like he he kind of gave like that's a, a good way to get somebody to read your books yeah, like yeah. oh you learn why they call him the librarian mm-hmm. and see if that's really <laughs> whatever I'm like god damn it. 
But that's probably why I liked him too, because he read every book in the library too. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? That's our thing. Yeah. Um, so okay, let's just move to our epilogue. Yes. All right. The epilogue. Um, so Katie, our next book. Verity, Verity by Colleen Hoover. Is it Hoover or Hanover? It's Hoover. Hoover. It's good. Hoover. It's a good thing you know that. I have read one other book by her and I really liked I it. I can't not. remember. Right now I cannot remember what it's called, but um I liked it. And I kept seeing this book come up in I read a lot of lists about books. Yeah. And it's just like uh the craziest twist that I've ever seen in a book okay. or whatever or a novel. And this one keeps popping up. So I um for podcast and book club, I've been buying the books. Like I'd like to own yeah, them. Too. I want to own too. them. I want to write in them. Um, for whatever reason, Verity, I requested from the library. I think I was far enough out that I was like, oh, let me just see. There you go. I'm done too. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, let me just see if I have it, if I can get it. And I just picked it up the other day. And I, I so I am actually going to buy it because I do have it on order mm-hmm. and I'm going to, I just have to go pick it up. Right. But anyways. Um, but I, when I went to get it from the library, the, the librarian handed it to me and she goes, this has been really popular. This has been a hot commodity one. And I was like, all right. And I don't even remember whatever you sent me. And I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And I flipped it over and I'm reading it. And I'm like, huh, this is going to be interesting. It is. It it's is. going to be good. Yeah. And then Jess was at uh, camp this weekend. She's like, oh, I finished Malibu Rising. It was good. I forgot to bring it. And I was like, that's all right. If you want another book, I have uh, this next podcast book that's in my, li- it's in my car. It's from the library if you want to borrow it. And I kind of did like a brief explanation. She was, she was, she was like, Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't sell it. I, did, I definitely didn't sell it it's in really, any way, yeah, shape, or it's, form. It's really, like, Jess, Jess does read, but she doesn't, like, consume books like you and I do. No. So it's really hard sometimes to, like... She read Malibu Rising pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. That, and that's a pretty quick read, too. Um, I haven't read it yet. Um, oh, okay. You didn't read that one yet. No. Um, at any rate, it, it, sometimes it's hard to, like, explain certain things to like get people other people well to that's read the thing it. is you have to know what's going to grab that person yeah which you yeah. and i both really like recommending books like i yeah. have all the books that we've done on podcasts and the ones that have been on book club i as soon as i get one of the ones that i really 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 liked back yeah i'm like who can i give it to next yeah i'll look around the office and i'll think about my neighbors and i'll think about my friends and i'm like who can i give this to who can i give this yeah to? yeah I just recently gave um, Faux and the push to um, uh, my office manager. So okay. um, so she's reading those. And I said, and we podcasted on it so you can listen to our yeah, podcast. Yeah, please and do. She does. And she then, does listen, actually. So. After you listen, you should rate, review, and subscribe. You should rate, review, and subscribe because that would really help us out here, guys. <laughs> and girls. <laughs> um, I was just saying that as a, as a general know, term, Katie. I know. I'm just being an asshole. If you haven't caught on As to that you want yet. to do, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, rate, review, and subscribe, please. Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. We only um, have currently three books on our list of coming upcoming episodes. Yes. So if you have something, if you made it to this point, and you have something that you want us to read. Yes, send it to us, please. Send it to us. You can do it on Twitter or Instagram, Instagram at tobereadpod, or uh, you can send us a Gmail at... Not to, at no, don't say at <laughs> to no. be read podcast at gmail.com. We say at every single at, time. At, it's at, never at. it's never fails. doesn't matter. It Nobody gets fails. to this point anyways. Yes, I hope they do. I hope you are listening or you know, whatever. And uh um guys, please join us next time. <laughs> we make your to be read pile one book shorter. shorter! <laughs> Woo! Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Tony. <laughs>
To Be Read is hosted by Sarah Westcott and Katie Willey. Produced, edited, and mixed by Chris Turo. Logo concept art by Rhiannon Kenfield. Graphic design by Steve Pius. Theme song, Read to Me, written and performed by Austin Maffa. Um, <laughs> shut up, Siri. <laughs> Fuck. Why? Anyway. 